Good morning. Hello there. Hey there, all you friends and foes. Welcome to Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And joining us in the virtual rec room this morning is author Sarah Jenkins, along with Willow Schuyler. And we are going to be talking about our memories from 1992, specifically Batman versus Darkwing Duck, and we're going to do that right after this from The Murdering Crows. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Helmets Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only Thank you to the Murdering Crows for that awesome theme song. You can get their record for Bad Crows at Amazon, Google, Apple Music, or wherever you buy music. And of course, we want to thank our super friends, our super fans, Sharice Collins, Sydney Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven Jones, Eli Cash, and you too can have your name in lights. There's that empty spot waiting for you to join all of our super friend cereal boxers at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. And it is time to welcome into the virtual rec room our co-hosts, my favorite peppermint princess, the social media socialite, your emotional support Canadian, all the way from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Give it up for the one, the only, Willow Skyler. Let's get that cup in there. All right. Congratulations to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for making it to the third consecutive Grey Cup. (laughs) That is a total record for us. (laughs) You you've been practicing that congratulations too. I can tell (laughs) you've been dying to say that publicly. (laughs) Uh, Well, congratulations to the Blue Bombers. I love that Blue Bombers. That's such an old school retro. We need a like something named the Blue Bombers in the U.S. Like the Brooklyn. Brooklyn Blue Bomb. No, that's too hard to say. <laughs> well, uh, I am so excited because joining us again in the virtual rec room is someone who has become a regular co-host for our live on-location events, and you're going to see more and more of her because she is just awesome. By the magic of the interwebs, it is author. Sarah Jenkins. I'm back. <laughs> Sarah is back. And, and this morning she is uh, coming from her beach house in uh, Dixon, Tennessee. Yes. Oh, we're not revealing locations, are we? I'm in my undisclosed bunker. Hidden away okay. From there. okay. 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 <laughs> well, that, I mean, 
that's a big geographic area I just yeah. mentioned. <laughs> it, it would be hard to to locate. Well, I guess you know there's probably only a few beaches in Dixon, Tennessee. Yeah, I do on... technically have a beach at my house. Do you really? Well, yeah, we have a creek, and so we have a creek. Bay. Oh. And oh. you can totally just sit there and pretend you're at the beach. So Not it really, really is kind of a beach house. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So so for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, um, this is how this works. We are a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. We're all in our pajamas. Um, hopefully everyone has a bowl of cereal. And, um, you know, when I was a kid, Saturday mornings was about cartoons and comic books and kaiju and kung fu movies. This is Godzilla up from the depths. 30 anyway. And and because we didn't have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday morning, we were reading the back of the cereal box. Ta-da! That was our newspaper, that was our world. And uh, that's what this show is about. All of that cool stuff from the back of the cereal box and Saturday mornings of our youth. And Willow, my pop culture passion is Avengers comic books, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons. They made me who I am today. What is your pop culture passion? Oh, my pop culture passion. Uh, TV, definitely. Um, uh superheroes is a huge thing in my life um oh coffee now <laughs> can't go a day without it it seems um but yeah no so is, uh, so is that a new thing with coffee i you know okay when i worked for starbucks i i was glad to have it in my life then but it's just now it's being away from it and it's like okay no i definitely need coffee <laughs> that's funny that's funny sarah what is your pop culture passion you always ask me this and i'm always like i don't know i like everything but friends seinfeld i mean i think it depends on what you consider pop culture but i grew up on i mean i'm a gen xer so i grew up on all the great stuff the best stuff <laughs> this is absolute truth you and I are both Gen Xers, and um, you know, I look. I was I was born in the seventies, but most of my memories, vivid memories, are the eighties and early nineties. So I'm an eighties kid. Yeah. But this morning we are going to be talking about um, nineteen ninety two specifically, and there's a reason I picked that, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But um, Sarah, what is in your bowl this morning? Okay, well, you know, I'm the crunchy one of the show, so okay. So I'm the really boring, but this is my organic ancient Ooh. grains granola. But I have added some pecans and some pumpkin seeds because Ooh. that makes it really healthy and yummy. So, hey, you're not boring at all. You're <laughs> you and I are very much alike. With in that case, I love granola. I, I've been actually tempted mm. to try that myself. And I, one of my favorite cereals is Raisin Bran. <laughs> oh, yum. Yeah. I need so, some raisins so in there. What, what ancient grains, what is it comprised of? All right. So it's got uh, 
Kamut, which is like Corazon wheat, which is the healthy uh, wheat, like a really, it's not a dwarf wheat. Okay, we won't get into all that. I told you I'm crunchy. Um, spelt, almonds, quinoa, and amaranth. Ooh, quinoa so, and almonds. I love quinoa. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's healthy. It's, you know, did you know that quinoa has the highest protein content of any grain? I did know that. And um, I don't eat it very often because it is also very calorie dense. But it is, it's like a superfood. It's great for you. And it's, it's, it's really good. So now does it taste, I mean, what's it taste like? Is it earthy? Is it, is it, uh, it, I, I love cereal? granola. Yeah. yeah. I love oh, it. it's, this is, um, it's sweet, not too sweet, but it's got a hint of, I feel like cinnamon. It mm -hmm. tastes like, um, it's really good. It's my favorite. I might have to try it cause I love granola. So Willow, what's in your bowl? Uh, okay, <clears throat> being the unhealthy one here, <laughs> uh, I have uh, what looks like cocoa petal pebbles. Is uh, the Nestle Quick stuff? Oh, the Nestle Quick! I love Nestle Quick. I'm oh, making a mess. That is that <clears throat> is fantastic. I but and and how does it compare to cocoa pebbles? Um, cocoa pebbles. I think it's pebbles, a little sweeter than uh, the. Uh, pebbles but uh no i it it tastes like uh you remember the powdered uh, hot chocolate uh -huh. stuff oh yeah it, it, it tastes very much like that i i love that because <laughs> we don't we don't have that brand here in the states oh the, i mean nestle quick the the nestle quick uh chocolate milk mix you can still get that but we don't have the the cereal we don't have any of the... Well, I it, might have to send you some if you want. Yeah, and, and there is still some Nestle chocolate bars mm. on shelves here. I think Crunch, is is it Crunch Bars Nestle? Nestle I think Crunch? so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we're going to do a new segment. Um, we, we just did What's in Your Bowl, um, but I'm going to do something brand new this morning. Will it cereal? And I've been doing this for the last two weeks, and we've tried some pretty strange things. Willow was with me when we did um, uh, Ritz peanut butter crackers. Whoa! Yeah, and and Ritz Ritz had actually kind of prompted this. Would they said, you know, try the peanut butter crackers as cereal? And I was like. <laughs> will it cereal let's try it because you know ritz crackers is like the universal like topping for thanksgiving and holidays you put it like on top of everything you bake right and um so we tried it i tried it at willow did you go out and try it later no no you're 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 so bad um and and it was good so then last week when ryan permission was on we tried Oreo minis. And let me just tell you, Oreo minis, they cereal. Oh, yeah. Real good. Real good. <laughs> so this week, I thought it would be fun to try brownie brittle. And I've got two different flavors. They both say chocolate chip, but one is like a double chocolate chocolate chip. And then the regular like chocolate chip 
cookie brownies. We're going to mix them together. So um, they, they come in a little package. They're 100 calories each. Um, only nine grams of added sugar, which is actually for me, if you guys don't know, I'm on a, on a specific eating plan and throughout the week, it's very, very controlled, very calorie, uh, conscious and sugar conscious. But on Saturdays, I kind of throw that all to the wind, but today I'm still within those, uh, parameters. So I'm going to mix them both together. The regular chocolate chip and the double chocolate chocolate chip brownie bits so that we can ask, will it cereal? Let me let me do that again because I want to I want to do this right. So I've got the brownie bits and the regular mixed together so we can ask, will it cereal? And this morning I don't have almond milk. I don't have raw milk. I do have the 2%, which is rare for me, but it was the only thing available at midnight last night when I was coming home. So here we go. Will Brownie Bits cereal. I, I want to get two in, in one. Here we go. Brownie brittle is really good. <laughs> nice. Crunchy. It is very crunchy. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's not like eating. A, I guess it, I guess it is like eating. It tastes more like just a regular cookie dipped in milk, mm. which is one of my favorite treats ever. Last night I was coming home at midnight and the Shell Station, they have a, a little cafe, a white bison coffee shop. Hmm. They were throwing away chocolate chip cookies. And 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 the guy asked, hey, before I throw these away, you want a chocolate chip cookie? I was like, do I want a chocolate chip cookie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you crazy? Gourmet chocolate chip cookies from white bison? Yes. <laughs> and some of the other customers turned them down. I'm like, what is the matter with you? What is the world coming to? This is this is when, so, when, when a store gives you free food, don't say no. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, if it's like uh, week old meat or something, maybe yeah, you yeah. say no to that. But <laughs> but you know they can only keep it in the case for so many hours, and then they have. Yeah. To, you had the same thing at Starbucks, right? Yeah, Starbucks, and when I worked for Seven Eleven. And how much was, it's it's almost criminal that you can't give it away to like it it drove me nuts uh, because there was uh, strict rules with, when it came to Starbucks of what food we could donate and what food we couldn't be donated. And in my mind, it's just like okay, so we have all these uh, homeless shelters. Why don't they come? Hey, why don't they come and get these bags at the end of the night? Uh, do you know why they don't and can't? It's a legal issue. It's a, a liability issue. Starbucks is not willing to take the risk that something maybe isn't as fresh as it should be and yeah. and someone gets sick. Same with all of fast food oh, restaurants I and 
and uh, it is just... it is it is a shame though because because sandwiches we would just throw out. I know, uh, and it's just like it killed me how much food that how much food is wasted in in places like that. Yeah, grocery stores too. They talk about that a lot. So yeah, it's it's crazy town. So brownie brittle is um really delicious it's like eating cookies dipped in milk and like cookies it it pretty much crumbled and dissolved into mush pretty quick hmm. so it's delicious it is definitely cereal worthy but you gotta you gotta eat it quick otherwise you got a big bowl of mush so for that I'm going to give brownie brittle on the Willet cereal scale of one to five bowls of cereal. I'm going to give it a solid four because it crumbles too fast. I'm looking for that five. Well, I'll tell you, Oreo Minis, Oreo Minis was five out of five. That was that was a no brainer. So for those of you watching, what would you like to see me try next, or? to see Sarah try or Willow try <laughs> when we do a Willet cereal. You can be as wild or as weird as you like. Now, provided I can find it at my grocery store. Yeah, understand <laughs> that Willow is in Winnipeg, Canada and they do not have the same products on the store shelves that we do and vice versa, which gets very irritating to me because Willow shows some really cool stuff that we can't get here. And I think we show some really cool stuff that you can't get there. Maybe we should send each other things. Yeah. I think we should. An international kind of thing going on. Well, and we have done that. Um, we, we, I, I actually saw crunch berries the other day at the, at the grocery store and I got so excited the, the security guard was just like looking at me like all weird. I'm just like, crunch berries. <laughs> that is fantastic. So for those of you who are in the audience for the first time, uh, yes, we eat cereal on air. We are rude. Uh, we break every broadcast rule known to men. Um, but you guys watching, if you're watching or listening right now, you get to be a part of the of the of the show you get to be our fourth co-host and i know some of you are asking i know you're asking this question and i have not ignored it but you are asking the question where in the world is co-host d barty <laughs> she is off doing photo shoots she is a phenomenal photographer and it is christmas time yeah. and she is doing just nonstop photo shoots. This is uh, one that she recently did of her uh, daughter, Abby. I love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. But in, in DBRT's absence, you in the audience get to be our fourth co-host. And we've got comments from super fan Dave Mattingly, who says, good morning, box tops. Good morning, Dave. And he says, I am vengeance. I am the terror that flats in the night. I am Bat Duck. And uh, Dave says, how Johnny got into my pajamas, I'll never know. Dave, <laughs> I'll never tell. And Dave says, Sarah, being healthy is not boring. That is correct. Because 
Because look at her. She she admitted that she is Gen X, and <laughs> she looks like she's no older than 26. All right, Johnny. Now, come on. <laughs> Nobody believes that, but thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. Listen, I had someone the other day guess that I was in my 60s. No. What? I think their eyesight was failing. Really. I think so. And and yeah. I had sh- I I had shaved my goatee. And when I when I shave, I look like I'm 12. So that's the only reason why I wear it so that people don't think I'm, you know, a kid still. But I mean, look, look at those bright eyes. <laughs> Well, it was funny. Uh, the other day I went to the casino and I I had this feeling that the guy was going to ask me for uh, for my ID. And then as I got my uh, wallet ready, he just said, go ahead. I'm just like, uh, 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 <laughs> ID me, please. <laughs> I know I'm 40, but come on. <laughs> and, and, and Willow is newly minted 40. <laughs> it was your birthday. A couple months. <laughs> That's I awesome. Was... Happy birthday. Yeah. It feels like it was Thank only you. a couple of weeks ago. It, it Honestly, you know what? I A lot of people put a, a, too much pressure on aging and I, you know, I, I'm. We don't, we don't age. We level <laughs> up. No, I'm 42 and I own it. I, I love being 42. It's great. I'm I'm excited for all the gray hairs that I've been getting, and I keep, I'll just keep looking. I'm like, oh, a little bit more, a little bit more. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I saw a woman the other night um, who had this this silver hair. She was in her forties, and it was silver gray, it's and beautiful. she was absolutely drop dead gorgeous. And I told her so. I stopped her and I said, "Listen." I'm not coming on to you, but I want you to know that you are absolutely gorgeous. And um, she appreciated that. So made me feel good. Um, Andrew Milden is watching. He says, what kind of milk? So this morning I'm doing 2%. What, what about you, Sarah? Are you doing the raw milk this morning? Yeah, I've got, I've brought it upstairs. I'm upstairs right now. So I brought this from the kitchen, but it's raw milk. So straight from the cow. When I could find a replacement for dairy, uh that actually tastes good and doesn't change <laughs> the texture or the taste of any baking that I do then I'll switch to but yeah I know I know I know how unhealthy dairy is for human consumption it is, well it is <laughs> but but it's tasty too we're the only animals on the planet that drink another animal's milk but um I mean it makes things taste good. And <laughs> and I read your rant on, or saw your video on uh, veganism, Willow. Vegan cheese, like that vegan cheese that I bought, just, it, it was terrible. I, I'm, I, any recommendations for vegan cheese that melts nicely and tastes good, please let me know. But the, yeah, the stuff that I bought was just, it, it was like rubber. See, my, my, the, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Sarah. I was asking if you've tried the almond cheese. Oh, um, it's been, listen, I haven't been a vegetarian for years, but back when I was a vegetarian, there was something called almond cheese and it was very good. It was different than the other, you know, vegan we, we love almond milk. And, and have you, have you tried almond milk, Willow? Uh, just the Starbucks brand and it kind of made it taste like chalk. 
Oh, that's too so, bad. Um, uh, but I'm I'm willing to try it. it try other brands. The the silk, the silk okay. brand is what I use, and I can't tell a difference between it and regular milk. Okay. So like I love almonds. Yeah, it's it's delicious. Okay. And Jill Turpin says, "Oh man, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know what she's oh manning about." He's scared. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's good, um, and Clark Griswold says, "Please tell me I've not missed the Darkwing Duck debate." No, you have not, Clark. We are not there yet. We've we've got all other kinds of nonsense to get to first. And Jill says, "My money is on the brownie brittle being the best cereal ever." Okay, Jill. So legit. If you didn't see me, my my reaction. It was delicious. It was unbelievably good. Brownie brittle definitely is a great cereal. The only problem is it crumbles in the milk and becomes like this sludge way too fast. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. Rice Krispies is the same way. Um, yeah. Fruity Pebbles is the same way. By the way, speaking of Fruity Pebbles, my, my son's girlfriend is a big fan of this show. And she went on vacation to California and brought me back Fruity Pebble Crisps. Oh. They are chips made out of Fruity Pebbles. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you need to save some of those uh, for me. I want to try one. I will. I will. She also brought back um, vanilla cinnamon toast crisp. There's cinnamon toast crunch crisps that my daughter absconded with and took them back to college. I didn't even get to try them. I'm so well, clearly upset. they're that good that your daughter is not willing to part without them. <laughs> Clark Griswold says 100% yes. Again, I don't know. Uh, probably to our restaurant debate because Dave Mattingly is joining in the chorus saying many restaurants and grocery stores will donate to the homeless on a case-by-case basis. When I was doing weekly food patrols, I remember that Thornton's and Panera donate quite a bit. Okay. That That is awesome. Yeah. And there are some that partner with like official organizations to do that. And it's very uh, controlled, but you know, in general, you know, going up to a, a restaurant and saying, Hey, can you donate the leftovers? Just, you know, out of the blue, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Andrew Milden wants us to do nutter butters and that is that. on my list. So next week let's do nutter butter minis. Okay. Can everyone do I, that? I'm sure yeah. I can find uh, his something. Cause I'm a Gen Xer. So my memory is fa- failing very slowly. I will I look through my store and see you. if I can't find something that like it or if I can find nutter butters. You you know what nutter butters are, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Now I will tell you this. There is a nutter butter cereal that has that was manufactured. I don't know if it's still available or not. But the nutter butter mini cookies, they make them. We'll try those next week. Just for you, Andrew. And he also says Vienna sausages. No, 
No, <laughs> I have a line. I have a standard, Andrew. Through, yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> I I can tell you right now, Andrew Milden, that Vienna sausages will not cereal. <laughs> and Andrew Milden also says the first rule Johnny breaks is wearing pants. I I don't know what you're referring to. I don't know what that. <laughs> And Dave Mattingly says, oh, the thrills, the chills, the spills of real-time cereal eating. Yes! I love it. I love it. Um, Oh, this is hysterical. Drew Milden says, my wife makes them check her ID. I didn't know that was an option. I'm going to start doing that. Like, I'm going to be offended that they don't card me. I'm going to, yeah. There we go. <laughs> that is funny. That's funny. Um, oh, hey, this is good, Willow. Dave Mattingly says, it depends on what kind of vegan cheese you want. For mozzarella, use nutritional yeast. I'll try that for sure. I've never heard of that, but the more you know, and knowing yeah. is half the battle. <laughs> and uh, finally, William Jenkins says... Love this show. We love you. And um, <laughs> Andrew, Mil- I, I, I think they're having a private conversation in our chat because Drew Milden says, Dave, your national treasure, no need for cage. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that means, Drew Milden. And this is how <laughs> weird this show can get. This is how off the rails this show could get. But I'm glad you guys enjoy it. And we have new fans every week. Now, Johnny's so worried about sticking to a certain plan each week. And it's just like, no, no, no. Let's continue doing what we normally do. You know, go off topic and go off the rails. Well, I always, I usually have an outline that that brings us back. And in my head, it's still there. I just didn't print it out and send to you guys because I've been so underwater at the day job. And that's a whole nother story. But, you know, when I was a kid, we would reach into the cereal box, root around, or sometimes just pour out the entire box into a big bowl to get the prize, the toys out. And on this show, we do that same thing to celebrate that Saturday morning in a segment that we call New Loot. This is Andrew Milden's favorite segment. And you guys, I was I was blown away that I found this. So... Last week, I go to the local comic book shop. They didn't have anything I wanted. And as I'm leaving, something catches my eye. And I had to bring it home. Uh Reach into the box. Pull out the prize. Oh. This is the Hydra Stomper Pop. This is from the... um, Captain Carter uh, animated episodes of What If, and it's a bobblehead. I'm not super Aww. thrilled with bobbleheads. I know a lot of people love bobbleheads, but this, I had to have this because one, I'm a huge Captain Carter fan, Peggy Carter, and two, I have the Marvel Legends Hydra Stomper and Captain Carter, and I have the Captain Carter Pop, 
So I had to have this to go with Captain Carter. Now you can't tell scale here, but this is about so regular pop is about this high. So this is like an oversized pop. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, it goes nicely with Captain Carter. And it's on my Captain America shelf in my office. I'm so happy with this. Aww. Cool. So, Sarah, Willow, you guys have any prizes <laughs> this morning you want to show off? Uh, well, I, I would if Ticketmaster didn't crash and uh, oh, here we go. is holding here on go. to my George Canyon tickets. Oh, so the other day I went to the casino to go buy George Canyon tickets. Uh, Ticketmaster's computer decided to crash. And I'm guessing because the whole Taylor Swift fiasco. Um, so for those of you who don't know, <laughs> um, it is November 19th, 2022. And this week, tickets for Taylor Swift's uh stadium tour went on sale and the first dates available were the three dates in nashville she's doing three dates in a row in the nissan stadium hundred thousand tickets for each show and they all three sold out in 20 minutes and and they're being scalped at twenty two thousand dollars a piece oh and guess what People are buying them. What? What is this? But but the, she announced the whole stadium tour nationwide, and it absolutely crashed Ticketmaster. It shut down the website completely. It like melted the servers. No joke. And it exposed all of these flaws and these weaknesses and vulnerabilities in Ticketmaster's system. And yeah, Willow they, was they, a victim. Uh, of it. Unfortunately, they handed me the the uh, debit machine just as uh, the system crashed. My the transaction went through, but it's not in the system that I bought the tickets. So and I went all the way down there last night trying to get my tickets, and they're like, "Oh, we don't know where this transaction went." And it's like, "You guys have proof." from my bank that the money went through. <laughs> so here's what you do. You go to your bank and you report the ticket seller, the casino for, for theft. Oh, you'll get your tickets real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cause the cops show up and you know, it's going to be a, Fun, well, fun day in Winnipeg. I happened to just catch my bank, the the teller at the bank just before they closed, and she gave me a like a tracing number for the transaction. So, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, yeah you hopefully by Monday we'll figure this out and find out." Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Like, I'm not waiting till Monday to get my money back. <laughs> and you don't want your money back. You want to go to see the show, right? Either they Ticketmaster, either you comp me the tickets, <laughs> or no, you know what? Better yet, give me my money back and comp me the tickets. <laughs> I like that idea. I, I support that. I think that's great. If so, you can give away a trip, a trip to Vegas to one guy that that wanted at the casino, 
you can give uh, tickets to a George Canyon concert. Well, but we're talking about two different <laughs> organizations, right? Two different entities, the casino versus Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. So anyway, good luck on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you report a theft and, and I'm, I'm going to bet you're going to get your tickets real quick. Now, Sarah, would you pay $22,000 for anything? Are, are I mean, you going to go see the, the Taylor Swift concert? No, no. I, I like, I got all the love for everybody, but I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. So to each his own, um, like the posts I'm seeing on Facebook right now that say marked safe from wanting Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> But no, I would pay $22,000 for something, but not a Taylor Swift ticket. So this is going to blow your mind. Taylor Swift is now the biggest selling artist in music history. She has sold more live tickets than anybody else ever. Well, she is officially bigger than the Beatles, bigger than Elvis Presley, and bigger than Michael Jackson. She has broken a record for album sales she has the highest selling uh record sales of all time and she's done something no other artist has ever in the history of music done and that is she has 10 of her number one hits on the billboard top 100 the most the most that has ever been on the top 100 at the same time is eight Hmm. she's got 10 but not just 10. They're all the first 10 of the top 100. Oh, wow. That's never been accomplished. So the top 100, the first 10 are all hers and they're all her number one hits. Today. I learned something new about her. Interesting. Uh, uh, interesting fact yesterday. I think What's it was that? Yesterday, that she dated Tom Hiddleston. And I don't know how I missed that. I think there's a lot of uh, people that she's dated that will come out in the woodwork. <laughs> like, who knew? I'm the last to know everything. But I, I didn't know that. She did. For like and, three and... months in 2016. But apparently he was going to propose and he was in love with her and it was a whole thing. And I was really? like, wow, the saga. How, how did how did we not hear about this in the in the media? So should we be angry at the fact that she tossed him away? <laughs> I, I support Loki, Tom Hiddleston, and yeah. <laughs> now, Willow, Sarah and I are lucky enough to live in Taylor Swift country. <laughs> she is she is from here, and uh, she's got a penthouse in downtown Nashville. And yeah, you guys um, can literally knock on her door and <laughs> visit her anytime. What was that, Sarah? Should we just call it Swiftville? Is that what we're going to change the name of it? It might happen. She's got that kind of power right now. Oh, I'm scared. Wow. It's I'll be no longer shopping in Swiftville. It's no longer Smashville. It's Swiftville. So, it's Swiftville. so Willow, here in Nashville, we have the Nashville Predators hockey team. And so our nickname is Smashville because the hockey team. Okay. Now, now it's going to be Swiftville. Swiftville. Dave Mattingly has a fun comment. He says, Drew, the Sherpa in Captain Tomorrow loved Vienna sausages. 
And Drew responds, Dave, that is right. Captain Tomorrow, Captain Tomorrow. Oh, Captain Tomorrow. No, is it Captain Tomorrow? Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. There we go. Is that the right movie, Dave? <clears throat> or is it really Captain Tomorrow? Because you say the Sherpa. Captain Tomorrow. I know Captain Tomorrow. I, I watched it. But I think you're talking about Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. I don't know. Someone clarify for me. <laughs> so <What's> happening? <laughs> Andrew Milden says Dolly Parton would crush Taylor Swift. Well, they are neck and neck to see who will be the first uh, music billionaire. And my, I would, while I would love it to be Dolly Parton because she is an amazing human being. But she I tends to give away her money before she even gets to that point. She is very philanthropic. That is true. But I think Taylor Swift is going to be the first music billionaire. And Dave Mattingly says, yes, you're right. Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Yay. I love that movie. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie, Willow? Yep, it, it's a really great movie. I they did a very good job on it. Maybe one of the most underrated movies of all time. Sarah, did you see Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow? I've not. I, as as a creative, as an author, as a as a uh, writer of words, you would love that movie because they write dialogue that they just don't write anymore. Oh, all right. And William says the '60s Spider-Man cartoon was the best. You know, I'm 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 on board with this. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out. There Here goes the Spider-Man. Spider it was the best. I grew up on that. And I wasn't even alive in the 60s, but I grew up on the Me too. I listen, I rushed home every day to watch that spider-man show after school it was the best and since we're talking about the best it is time for this week in the rec room and this is our main topic clark griswold we are here to talk about the saturdays of 1992 and specifically i sent you guys a link to a best of date uh rundown of specifically september 5th 1992 now do either of you know why i chose september 5th even though we're uh, november 19th well that's usually when the new shows start coming up and uh because that, it's the day after my birthday right John? <laughs> happy birthday no <laughs> no it is because um it is because september 5th 1992, 30 years ago, was the debut of Batman the Animated Series, oh. starring voice actor Kevin Conroy, who passed away last week. And Kevin Conroy was the voice of Batman for 30 years. And we lost him last week, and he he's like almost like Christopher Reeve as Superman. He is so iconic, and for an entire generation, he was Batman. And 
So I thought it was fitting that we honor his memory this morning by talking about Saturday morning of 1992. And September 5th, 1992 was the debut episode of Batman the Animated Series. But little did I know when I started doing research that it was also the debut of the animated classic. And I'm going to bring up an image here. An animated classic from Disney, Darkwing Duck. I had forgotten that these two shows debuted on the same day, September 5th, 1992. And Darkwing Duck was kind of this amalgamation of the shadow and Batman, you know, kind of going for that same thing. And um, so... I was a fan of both, and um, I th- for, I'll, I'll give you my opinion in a minute, but Willow, were you a fan of, I know you were a fan <clears throat> of Batman the Animated Series, but what about Darkwing Duck? Oh, I was a super fan of Darkwing Duck. I, I think I was a fan of Darkwing Duck before getting into the whole Batman thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, around that time, yeah, I, you know be parked in the in front of the TV and that would be one of the shows that I'd watch religiously. Um, I wanted, it's funny because now, and now I'm thinking about, uh, you know, uh, redoing my cosplay plan because now uh, uh, I've, I wanted to be Morgana for so like dressing up as Morgana and just being that character would be so fun. So hmm. she was uh she was one of the villains on Darkwing she, Duck. She was Darkwing Duck's love interest. In kind of the, c- later on in the series. Now, but but was she a reformed villain? Help me remember. I think so. I'm I, I'm looking for pictures of her. She kind of looked like Morticia Adams. Yeah, I want to say that she was kind of uh, supposed to be like Batman's Catwoman. Um, you know. They shouldn't be allies. They should. Oh, okay. Here's a picture of her. I remember her now. Yes. So I'm going to see if I can save this and pop this on the screen. This is, this is live theater, live broadcast happening in action right in front of your very eyes. And Sarah, were you a fan of Darkwing Duck? I was. Yeah. There she is. Morgana. Yeah, but she looks like a villain. <laughs> but but she was Darkwing's love interest. She's like Bride of Frankenstein a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like a Bride of Frankenstein meets um, Elvira. Yes. I love that. Now, Darkwing Duck was, you know, a lot, everyone talks about the connection of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Darkwing Duck was part of a connected cinematic universe a cartoon universe which included tailspin ducktales and uh darkwing duck yeah and and um if i'm not mistaken darkwing duck's pilot was um what was his name um launchpad mcquack yeah launchpad mcquack and he was also scrooge mcduck's private pilot yeah and blues oh in Tailspin. No, was wait, he? No, sorry. he wasn't no, in no, Tailspin. No, I apologize. My brain is broken. That's okay. <laughs> it, it's easy to make that mistake. It, 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 it's, but they were all connected. 
So, so, uh, you know, the foundations of the connected cinematic universe were seen with uh, the Disney cinematic universe. And I wish they would do more of that, actually. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I love the theory that, you know, Tarzan is actually the long lost brother of Anna and Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> yes. And yeah, have you not heard that? Uh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because because in the Tarzan movie, um, you know, they show the, the ship that had wrecked, you know, the the Tarzan's parents are on a ship on a voyage and it gets shipwrecked. Well, in Frozen, the ship that Anna and Elsa's parents get on and leave is the same ship that you see shipwrecked, you know, on the jungle beach in Tarzan. And the theory is that they were going on a voyage to go to Rapunzel's wedding, who was their cousin. Oh, as crazy Gen Xers and (laughs) conspiracy theories. (laughs) Now, now here's where it gets even deeper. And, And a lot of the Disney Imagineers have admitted that this is done on purpose. Um, Little Mermaid debuted in 1989, my all-time favorite Disney movie. But Ariel appeared decades earlier in Peter Pan. Nuh-uh. She is one of the mermaids in the Mermaid Cove in Peter Pan. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's the best thing I've heard all morning. Thank yeah. you. That's so awesome. so I want I want a Disney style Avengers animated movie with Peter Pan and Ariel and Tarzan and Elsa and Anna and Rapunzel and um um uh uh maybe you know I don't know who else Pocahontas she can control the wind I don't know um and and you know Hercules I mean wouldn't that be cool you know what that they would should be cool. do? They should do like a like a throwback to like when reality TV started and do like a real world style <laughs> with like all the characters and they have to live in a house together and to see what happens. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Disney, if you do this idea, you have our permission. You just got to pay us royalties. <laughs> I mean, we just we just came up with two monumental programming <laughs> options. For Disney Plus, why are we not working for them? Uh, what you know? What <laughs> I will come down to the states. I have American money now. <laughs> I've been saving <laughs> up. <laughs> I'll come down to the states. We we all knock down uh, on Disney's door and with all all our ideas. All right. So, so I you know we're talking about 1992. We got Batman the Animated Series. We've got Darkwing Duck. And Andrew Milden says, let's get dangerous. Um, And Dave Mattingly says, Donna Rosa, the artistic force behind much of the Duckverse comics is from my hometown of Louisville. Oh, that's awesome. And Dave Mattingly also says, Johnny, you've heard the story of Kevin Conroy volunteering after 9-11. And I don't think I have heard that story, but I that wouldn't surprise me at all. I've I've heard that he was just a phenomenal human being. And okay, William Jenkins chimes in and he's 
he's jumping ahead, but stay with his class. He, um, he says the movie Honeymoon in Vegas was the top of the box office on September 5th, 1992. And that is correct. I had forgotten this. And there were some, okay, we're going to go down a, a memory lane here. Um, now, Willow, I know you were like probably 12 in 1992. 11-ish. Uh, and and <laughs> yeah. Sarah, you would have been around the same age? I was 12. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I, turned, I had just turned 12 on the 5th of September. So, All right. So um, the number one song, and this was the number one song for all of 1992, was End of the Road by Boys to Men. Although we've come to the end of the road, no, you yeah. can't let go. I actually did that song in a show band at a resort called uh, Shanty Creek. Um, and let's see, Honeymoon in Vegas was the number one movie in the box office. Um, texting is not a thing yet. Instead, people are using landline phones and pagers. And <laughs> we didn't even know yet what the internet was. Um, the internet was used only by the government at that time. It was, it was created for, you know, the government to, to communicate back and forth across departments. Um, and back then it was called VAX, V-A-X. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and after the government started using it, it rolled out to college campuses and you could connect to other college campuses via VAX. You know, and it was basically just chat, but that was the early internet. And, and, you know, people would get addicted to the Vax in college and we would call them the vaccinated. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So um, there was a civil war taking place in Rwanda in Africa and, um, I, I didn't remember this, but um, some of the other top songs was Baby, Baby, Baby by TLC, November Rain by Guns N' Roses, Humpin' Around by Bobby Brown. Yeah, we used to sing that a lot, and I'm like, what? I don't remember the song. How did that go, Sarah? Share this with us. No, no. No, 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 but it, yeah, it was the thing. I, I, I wasn't a fan of Bobby Brown, although his wife at the time, Whitney Houston, they're uh, making a was movie very about, big. They made a movie about too. her. Oh, not, yeah. not the Lifetime one that came out a couple of years ago after her. Death. Oh, about Whitney Houston. It's coming out. Is it already come out or is it coming out this fall? Uh, I don't. I didn't Ooh. think it was out yet, but if yeah, it was, no. I don't remember. I, I know they're, they're, it's been in the works. Yeah, yeah. her biopic. Um, another hit song, This Used to Be My Playground by Madonna. Yep. League of Their Own. I love that movie. Um, or movie, song. I, I, I was a big Madonna fan back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, okay, I had forgotten this. In Tupelo, Mississippi, a search is underway for 13-year-old Lee Ochi who disappeared from her home. Um, 
So if you were able to travel back to this day, notable figures like Anthony Perkins, Audrey Hepburn, Thurgood Marshall, and Andre the Giant would all still be alive. The, uh, The popular shows on TV was Last of the Summer Wine. I don't remember this show. What is that? The Wonder Years was a, a hit show. That's great. Step, step by Step. Yes. That was a great song, too. They had, it was a great opener, you know? What What was that opener? I don't remember that. Step by Step, Day by Day. It was, I don't know. It was good. It was catchy. Who, who was in Step by Step? Remind oh. me, because I don't, I don't think I watched it. I remember it, but. That Suzanne Summers was in? Is that the right yes. one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was after her failed series at Fox called She's the Sheriff. It was a TGIF show. So people that remember TGIF, that was a big yes. thing. Family Matters. I mean, Urkel, all the stuff. That was a great time. Who's the boss? That kind of yeah. era, that yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, Martin, you remember yes. the TV show Martin with Martin Lawrence? That was a funny, funny show. The best, the best. All right, so Willow, you're you're a gamer. Mm-hmm. Here's here's a real throwback. Gamers were playing titles like Paperboy, F sixteen Combat Pilot, The Legend of Zelda. Yep. And yes. Kirby's Dreamland. Yes. On <laughs> on the Genesis and the uh, uh, Nintendo Entertainment Center. Um, children's shows, kids shows, Mr. Rogers, obviously the Smurfs on Saturday morning was still a thing in 1992. Tra la 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 la. Um, I don't remember Pingu. Does anyone else remember Pingu? That's fun to say. Pingu. 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 And Art Attack. Hmm. I don't remember Art Attack either. Hmm. But the most popular toys of 1992 were um, G.I. Joe action figures and Little Pony. My Little Pony. Yeah, that smelled like real fruit of you. This. <laughs> <laughs> that and the so, strawberry shortcake um, dolls that they came out around the same time. Yes, things that make you want to eat plastic. <laughs> How do they make plastic smell like strawberries and cake? It, and coming to think of it, it didn't. It didn't smell very good. Like years later, <laughs> <laughs> I remember finding my uh, my strawberry shortcake doll and being like, "Oh, this stinks! <laughs> <laughs> it's poison." So we've got some great comments. And of course, this is where Johnny gets into hot water for talking about the early internet and the Vax. Because I was there. I, I remember it happening, but I wasn't actively involved in using it. I didn't actually use the internet until 1996. But um, so Dave Mattingly, he, he, he's corrected me here. He and Tony I. Hey, uh, Tony I says it was called ARP, ARPANET. VAX was the type of computer. Really? I remember them all being Macs that they were using the VAX on. 
And Dave Mattingly expands, VAX was just a type of mainframe like IBM or PCP, not the internet itself. Okay. And um, he started using the internet in the mid 80s before he started working for NASA. And uh, that's that's amazing. That's that's awesome. I knew Dave would have uh, info on that. Now, Tony I says that Disney Connected Universe was all led by Darkwing Duck. So was Darkwing Duck the first in that? See, I remembered that coming after Tailspin and DuckTales, but I could be wrong. It's been 30 years. Stop reminding us of that. We don't years. need to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you, you know, around that time, it was like a little hard uh, being a kid because I grew up in foster care. I was living with my grandparents. And around that time, my grandfather had passed away. So it was just like, you know, I I, I lost myself in cartoons and comic books. That's a good place to lose yourself. <laughs> John, I need to add a game to that. What's that? Castlevania. Who remembers Ooh. Castlevania? Well, yep. they, they made a great animated series on Netflix of Castlevania. I need to watch this. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, Dave Mattingly, talking about Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, said after 9-11, some people were complaining at the soup kitchen. So the manager said Batman was in the, in the kitchen and Kevin overheard and shouted, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And uh, they they would say, holy cow, you've got Batman in the kitchen? Get it? Holy cow. Holy cow, Batman. You've got Batman in the kitchen? Everyone's attitude changed and the place lit up. Of course it did. Because Kevin Conroy Conroy was Batman. And um, Dave Mattingly says, speaking of gaming, around this time, early to mid-1992, I was working with id software to put Wolfenstein 3D into a VR helmet arcade cabinet. Listen, and you guys were ahead of ahead of your time for doing so. Now, I've never played Wolfenstein, but Willow, hey, I, I'm guessing you have because you guys are yep. big gamers in your house. <laughs> Please insert other disc. <laughs> I don't remember those days at all. <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't remember that. So I, you know, I was a cartridge guy. Um, and um, so by the time games were moving to discs, I was kind of phased. Well, no, I was, I was a Sega Genesis, uh, Sega Saturn fan oh. and Dreamcast fan, but um, I never had any games that had multiple discs. So, was that like on a PC? It was on a computer, yeah. Uh, and then uh, like the three and a half, three and a half inch floppy disks that, and the game Wolfenstein came in like a pack of I think four disks. I correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but uh, I think it was four or five or something. And then periodically it would tell you to switch it to whatever disk to continue the story. Now, were they on the floppy disks or were they on CD-ROM? No, the CD-ROM didn't come out until later, late 90s. Really? Yeah. See, I never played any games on... Of course, PC. I am Canadian, so that I, uh, my uh, my world may be a little 
slower than the Americans, but yeah, <laughs> I, I remember getting the CD-ROM later on in the 90s. Oh, 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 Tony says he was suggesting my Disney team <laughs> to be led by Darkwing Duck. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And Dave Mattingly says Wolfenstein led to Doom, which led to Quake. If you remember any of them, you'd know the bones of Wolf 3D. Wolfenstein was one disc. It was very important to keep the game as small as possible. Oh, okay. I must be thinking of other games then that did that. But but, but you did have multiple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There were games that had multiple discs. Now, Sarah, were you ever a gamer? Oh, yeah. Were you into I, video games? What was your I favorite? I still have the original Nintendo console and the games, and it's in perfect condition. still works. We can play it. What what was your favorite Nintendo game? Oh, I was a Mario fan from the beginning and on into Super Nintendo and all, yeah, I had like all the Mario stuff. So yeah, and Game Boy. I mean, I grew up, I, mean, I still have the original Game Boy. I mean, yeah. That's fantastic. I we had we were the first people in my neighborhood to have a Nintendo and um my game was uh Zelda 2: The Legend of Link or The Adventures of Link. Yeah. That I love game. that my kids still play Zelda. <laughs> I love that stuff. And like the whole universe of Zelda. I think we have a Zelda book mm -hmm. here or a couple of the books. Um, yeah, it's great. So, you know, I might listen. I never understood why my dad hated me playing video games so much until I had my own son who was obsessed <laughs> with video games. And, you know, back in the day, we couldn't save a game. You know, you died, you were done. You, you, that was it. Now, you know, you can say your Zelda progress. Zelda changed all that. Well, yes. Well, that 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 second game, Zelda Two: The Adventures of Link, um, I would play it for hours because you died, you had to go back to the beginning, and so for days, weeks, it, it probably took me two months to finish that game from beginning to end. And my dad would get so mad that I was and I was like, I just want to beat this thing. And he, he would. And so now I and then I understood it when I became a dad and we needed to go somewhere like it's time to go to church. And my son <laughs> will not stop playing until he can get to a place where he can save it. I'm like, son, we don't have time to, for you to get to a place to save it. Wherever you saved it last, that's where you're starting next time. Click. Turn off. <laughs> I think I traumatized my son with that. But I'm like, with you got Roblox is the big thing that my my ten year old is obsessed with Roblox, and so that's all online and it's all in the moment. And there's no yeah tearing him away. It's like pulling him. Like you need the jaws of life to pull him away from the Roblox. I think that's a lot of kids now. My nephew's into that, and he was actually wanting to dress up as a character from that game. And it's like, oh, they, they don't make the costumes for that game. <laughs> oh, no, they do. They do. Party City has them. They're made out of cardboard. Okay. I will have to you know, search the internet for that. <laughs> we don't want to know about that. <laughs> Ro Ro Roblox and Minecraft. Oh, that's another big one here. Yeah. I've never, I you look, I never understood my kid's fascination with Minecraft. I'm like, you're just wandering around building stuff. But that's good. It is. It is creative play. 
But you see, when I was a kid, buy them Legos. <laughs> we had Legos and Lincoln logs and erector sets and you know Tetris. what's that? It's not Tetris is not the same thing, but that was like the thing. That was yeah. one of my all-time favorites. I would spend hours playing Tetris. And now I have used those skills. When I load the dishwasher or I pack for a trip, let me tell you, Tetris has, you know, saved yep. my life. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you this. So, you know, when we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons, Darkwing Duck versus Batman, the animated series, you know, back in those days, we didn't have streaming we didn't have on-demand viewing. You had to prioritize your Saturday morning. You had to decide what was going to be watched when, because a lot of times your favorite shows were on opposite channels at the same time. Yeah. And you, you had to choose sometimes. And, you know, back in those days, hey, back in my day, this is why someone <laughs> thought I was 60. Back in my day. <laughs> If you well, missed it, you missed it. You didn't get to see it again. <laughs> and that that is true. If if you missed it, you had to pray to God that they reran it or that it went to syndication. Because back then they didn't even release stuff on VHS. Yeah, but you could record it. You could. You could. You could. By the nineties, yes, you could, and and in in that save you know uh, best of date website, which I've fallen in love with this website, you know I've I've just taken it for granted. We've become so used to DVDs and on demand streaming and even DVRs. I had forgotten that we recorded stuff on VHS tape, and that was what people were doing in nineteen ninety two. Everything was on VHS tape. And you remember going to the Blockbuster and the thrill of the hunt at Blockbuster? You might not have gotten what you wanted. You you were hoping to God they had something good and had it in stock. Be kind. Please rewind. Yes. The little stickers. Oh, all right. Sorry. Now, did you? Now, now well, no, <laughs> you're, you're not old. You're vintage. But, oh, yes, um, I'm vintage. but, but. But did you ever get so ticked off at a movie because it was so bad or it made you so mad that you did not rewind? Or maybe no, you just I, or maybe you I've were ever... just mad at the blockbuster, you know, attendants, the people who work there. And you were like, I'm not rewinding a damn thing. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever been angry at the. Uh, at people uh, suggesting a movie at Blockbuster or any of the uh, rental places that I've been to. Uh, it's the people on social media now that suggest that going to see certain movies in the theater because it's funny and then you waste your time and it's like, what is this mess? <laughs> One of my biggest regrets in my life was passing up on an investment opportunity. So it's maybe 2000-ish, 1990-ish, 1999-ish. And I had a friend who came to me and said, hey, for $25,000, you can be one of six partners in this new business called Redbox. Oh. And I looked at him and I said, 
you're crazy. Nobody is going to stand in line at a kiosk outside to get DVDs. That is never going to be a thing. <laughs> I regret so many things. Hey, much like Blockbuster regretting the buying Netflix when they had the chance. Netflix. Oh, man. If I could have gotten in on that early, man. So, now, we're talking yeah. about all these memories from 1992. <laughs> William Jenkins says Atari 2600 was the best. Listen, <laughs> I still maintain there was no better video game than Pitfall on the Atari 2600. <laughs> Love that game. That came, that came out my... I was I was like in uh, sixth grade, I think, when that came out. I, I that's all I wanted for my birthday, and I got it. Okay, you're laughing about something, Sarah. I, well, I think when you said that, I think I just heard my husband call up the stairways. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit older than me, so Atari was was more in his um, bracket. Well, and Dave Mattingly says Minecraft is like online Legos where everyone can share their creations. Okay. Well, now that you put it that way, that, that kind of makes sense. God, I still love Legos. My son and I sit down and we build Legos together and do the Star Wars Legos. He's got a whole display in his room on a, on a shelf of his Lego collection. Love Legos. Still not willing to uh, shell out thousands of dollars for the new Eiffel Tower Lego set. Mm -mm. They get expensive. Oh, I want that. It, for, for... It's a nice set, but yeah, no. Uh, I have the little mini one. <laughs> I'm happy with that one. For, for those of you who are Lego collectors, be jealous. <laughs> I We actually have the Star Wars Jabba's Palace that was recalled from shelves over Islamic protests because they, they claimed that it looked like a mosque and it was uh, an insult to Islam and Allah. So Lego pulled it from shelves. Interesting. Yeah, we've got it. And it's, huh. yeah. I'm sure that goes for a pretty penny on eBay. It, yeah, it, it, it does. It does. Um, Dave Mattingly says, do you remember VHS shelf talkers? You'd press a button and hear a sound bite from the movie. I don't remember that. No. I don't remember having shelf talkers. I, I don't think that ever came up here, but uh, we, we had beta machines. <laughs> All right, Sarah. William says, I got charged a dollar a lot because I did not rewind. William Jenkins is a VHS criminal. <laughs> well, guys and gals, we're actually 15 minutes over time. <laughs> but, man, where did that time go? It's fun talking. <laughs> it's been great. I'm so, reminiscing. I think I love, I love taking a year, a specific year, and... Uh, talking about so i think for uh for a while we'll do this um i love this website bestofdate.com and so what i'm going to start doing is um we'll actually do like next week we'll do um well next week is thanksgiving we'll be off but um uh the week after will be december 3rd which is my birthday weekend 
And we will pick, you know what? We're going to do December 3rd, 1970-something. Okay. So you guys will have to do some homework. You'll have to study. Yeah, I can say I wasn't alive. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Um, but uh, that, so I think that's what we're going to do for, you know, because this is fun. This is a great way to remember some of uh, our childhood and some of the things in the past. And for our audience, I'll, I'll publish um, everything that's coming up. So, so next episode, December 3rd, we're going to do, so you got two weeks to find Nutter Butter, Nutter Butter Minis. Okay. Nutter Butter Minis. And we're going to do a December 3rd, 1970 something. And um, so everybody be watching on Facebook Join our Facebook group, the uh, Saturday Morning Rec Room, and um, you can do the homework and research with us and be that fourth or fifth co-host more effectively. And uh, Willow, tell everyone where they can follow, find, and support you. All right. Well, you can find me all over social media. I like to pretend that I'm the social media socialite. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can just find me uh, at Willow Schuyler. Uh, you can find me and find my page Schuyler Productions on Facebook and on YouTube. You can find me on TikTok. Uh, I'm all over the place. Uh, send it, I'll update you guys on the situation with Ticketmaster as I try to fight for my George Canyon tickets. <laughs> You got to fight for your right to party. Sarah, where can people follow, find, and support you? Yeah, so you can find me. um, I have a website, authorsarahjenkins.com. You can find me on Instagram, where I'm most active, at author Sarah Jenkins, also on Facebook. Uh, If you're still on Twitter, AMD Sarah Jenkins. And please go to YouTube and look up at Coffee and Words and follow my YouTube channel, where I interview some amazingly cool people every week. It is a great video podcast. You want to tune in to Coffee and Words. And speaking of great video podcasts willow you are the host of cryptid crunch on the cereal box network and tomorrow night we've got an interesting episode about the legends of the tommy knockers and i'm just gonna put this out there i had never heard of tommy knockers no and now i've gone down a deep deep (laughs) yeti hole of researching tommy knockers and now that i've read some of the stories i think maybe i've had an encounter uh, oh, 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 I can't wait to hear the story. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Cryptic Crunch, we have uh, Keisha, our lovely co host, in the chat. Hello, so. Keisha. <laughs> um, so, uh, for those of you who want to follow and find me, you can check me out at johnpica.com. That's my website. And um, you can link to all of the cool storytelling stuff that I do, my books, my ghost tours, magic shows, all of the above, and even uh, live events. And um, Sarah, we will be live again in Fairview in no time at all. I can't wait to see you in person once again. Um, And uh, I didn't have it running during the show, but for everyone who loves the show, and if you would like to support us and help us improve our broadcast 
check out buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. Um, we've got some big dreams, big goals for 2023. And we need your help to make it happen. Um, if you hate our show, <laughs> donate even more generously so that we can improve, so that I can do something to get rid of the lights in my face coming through the window. <laughs> So you guys can help us do that at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. Um, we would love, we, we, listen, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out here. Here's, we, we've got someone who would like to come on board as a producer um, to run the, the video podcast with, with upgraded equipment, mics, cameras, the whole nine yards. And we have someone who would like to come on board as a writer. Well, you know, that costs money. These people don't do that for free. So we, anyway, that's another And we story. would love to pay people who would love to research our stuff for us. <laughs> yes. You can help make that a reality at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. Join our super friends. And um, along, along those lines, you can support our sponsors, uh, Entertainment Earth. They sponsor our new loot seg segment. You can get that awesome Hydra Stomper pop at Entertainment Earth. And um, the, the link is in the show notes. And also, if you're a comic book fan, and who isn't, you can get great comics every week at tfaw.com, Things from Another World. Again, click the link in the show notes. It costs you nothing extra. It's our affiliate link. But it helps us tremendously. And I think that's it. I think I acknowledge everybody. And uh, if, that, if that's the case, that means that that music is telling us it's time to go. I know. It's so sad. But we will be together again soon enough. And until the next time, everybody watching, like the show, comment, share, subscribe on whatever platform you're watching on or listening on and until the next time love you mean it we'll catch you on the back of the cereal box <laughs>